Even when you try to maintain a healthy diet, it can be tough to get all of the nutrients you need for long-term health. Care of makes it super easy and even fun to figure out what vitamins and supplements are best for your diet and lifestyle. Go to takecareof.com and take a short quiz to get your personalized vitamin recommendation. Use offer code AMR at checkout for 50% off your first month of vitamins. Hi, it's Sarah from Another Mother Runner. Wanted to send out a special invitation to listeners in the tri-state New York area and Northern California. We're having mother runner parties on April 10th. We're going to be in New Canaan, Connecticut. April 11th, we're in Montclair, New Jersey. April 24th, we're in Sacramento, California. And April 25th, we are in San Francisco. We're having mother runner parties. And they're lots of fun, a good mingling, some wine, some nibbles, awesome swag bags and giveaways. If you want to be in on the action, send us an email at runmother at gmail.com. Again, that's at runmother at gmail.com. Thanks. Hope to see you there. Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah in Portland. And this is Dimity out in Denver. Um, and Sarah, this is kind of embarrassing to admit, but I'm on a little bit of a Taylor Swift jag right now. Oh a little, little high on the TS right now. I just uh, just drove back from Pilates. And um, so I bought the red CD for um, Amelia, my ten, almost 10-year-old, for Valentine's Day. Right. I know. I thought that was very sweet that you did that, that little theme of red. That was very cute. Oh, actually, well, that... That actually hadn't thought of that, but yep, that that works as well. And um, wait, 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 wait! You bought it just because, like that's what she wanted. Well, no, I didn't buy it just because, because, and this is a surprise. Because, 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 because <laughs> <laughs> of all of the wonder. Hey, did you see that Oz got that Oz got really bad reviews? <laughs> we are just rifting. It is <laughs> try to keep well, up with us, people. I hope you're doing tempo. That's from the, the um, yeah, that's the, from the James wonder- Franco, the James Franco movie. Yeah, it got, it got ripped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, um, it wasn't on my to-see list anyway, but now it's really not on my to-see list. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've even talked about it with my kids and even they don't, I mean, I think it probably would have been too much for them anyway, but they, we got a, got a whole conversation going with John about the Wizard of Oz and everything. Um, so anyway, so now it's not on my to-see list anymore, but let's go back to Taylor Swift. So yes, so I bought Amelia Red because of, not because of Valentine's Day, but because my sister being the very, very, very generous soul she is, is taking Amelia for her birthday mm. with her daughter to see Taylor Swift when they come to Denver. Very nice. And let me tell you, that was an expensive little ticket and I was not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but Megan, my sister really wanted, you know, I mean, Taylor, you know, Taylor Swift is a good role model. I mean, she is, so she has a song that's 22. So mm-hmm. the, here's, here I am blowing down the freeway. This is why I'm on a Taylor Swift jag because it's like almost 65 degrees here today. The sun is just shining. I have the windows open. You know, I've got my tunes blaring out of my minivan <laughs> and I'm like 22. And, uh, and I'm like, you know, thinking like back to my days when I'm 22, Taylor Swift is freaking 23. <laughs> I am not kidding you. <laughs> you know what I'm thinking? Like she's longing for like her, you know, good old days. And, and I'm like, she's 23. <laughs> she's won Grammys. She writes her own songs. She wears, you know, real clothes, which, you uh-huh. know, I mean, I sound like a prude mom, but like, I mean, after that Beyonce, oh, I think we already talked about this, didn't we? The Beyonce Super Bowl show. I miss, I miss the halftime, so I didn't, I didn't. She wasn't wearing much. I mean, I really respect Beyonce, and I think she's very, very talented, and I know that you've really got to flash everything, and I mean everything, when you're, uh, <laughs> you know, when you're on the national stage, but there's something to be said for a little, you know, modesty. modesty. And, mm-hmm. um, 
And Taylor Swift, you know, she might dress a little frumpish at times, but I like that she takes pride in her, you know, in her artistry and her songs and her personality. I mean, she's and, got a great bod too. Don't get me wrong. And, but, her, re- and her red lipstick. I like that she has a signature already at, at the young age of 23. 23. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so, um, and, and well, and the other reason I bought, so I bought Amelia the CD is because I don't know. Do you like to go to concerts when you don't know the songs? Oh, I can't stand. I cannot, oh, I cannot stand. Also listen, oh, and Jonah's laughing because, you know, but I listen to some of Jonah's music. Jonah's a musician. So, um, but I can't stand going to a concert where then I have to like sit through the warm up band and I don't know any of their songs. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. So I mean, yeah, I really like to be prepped, you know, and, and know the songs. Oh gosh. Um, we sound like such fuddy duddies. Don't I know <laughs> I, I want your shirt buttoned up to your neck and I want you to know every lyric before you go to Taylor Swift, Amelia. But you know, I mean, it is fun to be able to sing along and you know, when they like, you know, stop playing and you're like yelling out like cheeseburger in paradise. <laughs> Or, you know, whatever it happens to be. Now I'm really dating myself, huh? Right. Oh, man. So, so, so the question is, does Amelia like Taylor Swift as much as you, obviously, now? Well, know? yes. Yeah, I do. Well, that's to see that I feel like a little, like, sheepish listening to it because we listen to it on the way to school. Yes, both my kids love it. I mean, Ben sings, we are never, ever, ever, and, you know, like, and just, like, belts it out, you know, the six-year-old boy. That's that's not my favorite song, by the way. I'm not a huge fan of that song. Okay. But, um, I think the name of this of this podcast is going to have to be The One Where Dimity Sings A Lot. <laughs> the one where Dimity gets a little obsessed by Taylor Swift. Um, so I kind of anyways. I don't know I don't know much of her new work, but I do like some of her um, oh, uh, the rest of her oeuvre. Um, how's that for a word? Ooh, that we, that's a good word. That's now is that is that pronounced correctly, Sarah? Oh, may we we uh huh. Okay, yes. good. All right, oeuvre, and that kind of means their, her the the work compe- of art, right? I was going to say the compendium of of what they've created. Okay. Wow. wow, there was a $5 word to describe another $5 word. I got 10 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> you don't spend it all in one place. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, man, John found $6 in a bathroom um, at a swimming pool the other day. I just have to interject, speaking of money. Um, wow. And so what did you do with that situation? Did you say that he had to turn it into lost and found, or does he get to keep it? Oh, I, um, he was – it was um, – he was with his babysitter after school, so I wasn't there to intervene. But I'll admit right up front that it would not have occurred to me to say turn it in. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Hmm. Okay. All right. I feel good. Okay. Now. <laughs> he's he's saving it, though. We're going to, um, when we go, I'm uh, uh, going to be at this women's winery brunch running thing on June 22nd down in McMinnville, Oregon. And um, we, I've decided, I don't think I've told you, Simi, I'm taking the whole family because down in McMinnville, as I'm sure all our listeners know, is the Spruce Goose, which was Howard Hughes's wooden airplane, (laughs) the largest plane ever created up to that point. I don't know if it still is. But anyway, so I was, I've always wanted to see the Spruce Goose. And uh, so (laughs) I have, I have. And um, so I'm taking them down rather than um, just going down and back. I'm going to stay overnight. We'll stay a night or two there. But anyway, they have, it turns out there's a water park now because what's a Spruce Goose without a huge water park? (laughs) Exactly. And it's $30 per person who's over 42 inches. And all of my children are taller than 42 inches. So wow. and that'd be a, be a really good water park. I mean, that's a lot of money oh, for a 
ticket for a water park. Correct. Yes. Um, yeah. So what I've I've now suggested because that would be 150 bucks for the family, and so now I'm I'm trying to work on Jack that he would take the kids while I go do the winery brunch thing. And uh, so then and at you least... Make, and you make the kids all pay their own way, it sounds like, huh? <laughs> right, right. You earn, you earn $30 before we leave in June or no water slide for you, Phoebe. <laughs> right. So John's already $6 on his way to the water slide. I was about to say. Well, that, and there's a nice symmetry about that. He found it at the pool. Oh. He's going to spend it at the water park. Like, okay. I love, I love how we see symmetry in each other's lives. Like, it didn't occur to me that the whole pool tie-in and you didn't occur like red and Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We just need each other to connect the dots don't we right, right it's good like that and speaking of connecting the dots that that i was like oh dim before we started recording i'm like oh dimity i have an idea that i'm going to spring on you during the podcast and then you start say oh well i want to talk about taylor swift it's wonderful <laughs> because the thing i wanted to spring on you was music related because um you want us to start our own band <laughs> mother runners yeah and and you're not the singer I know. <laughs> <laughs> um no it's that uh i so often get songs stuck in my head and just and i love finding a new running song and so on the drive down here i thought oh i should sh- on occasion share those my like favorite new running song with the listeners and then jonah our lovely producer can add in a snippet of the music. So then there'll be music in the show as well. And awesome. uh, yeah, but I am not, I, uh, I decided on the drive that I would not make it a weekly thing because otherwise it'll be like, you know, when, yeah, every, we a would, lot of pressure, it's it would pressure. be a lot of pressure. So, um, so I'm not going to put, put that onus on me. There's another big word. Um, and so, um, would you like to know what the first song is? that I want to share with people. Yep. And then I have my nomination, which oh. you might be able to guess when you're, after you do it, we can have two this week. Okay. Cause I actually, what's, what's... I actually had a third, then I had a third one because mine is a little, um, on the naughty risque might not be everyone's taste. Um, so it's, um, by Nelly and it's Hey Portia. So it just has very, it has a very, very catchy refrain. And, um, I just, are they uh, R-rated lyrics in there? Is there a lot of bleeping mm, going on from Nelly? There's not, it's not, um, overtly sexual. It's, um, uh, somewhat offensive racially. So, um, I, I don't know if that's a song that we really want to put out as our first nomination, Sarah. <laughs> but that's why I have a follow-up. It is, um, by Ellie Goulding and who can argue with her? She's so cute. Um, so, and it's anything could happen, which is a nice message for, you know, racing or going out on a run, you know, both positive sure. and negative. And also, um, I just love the Glee version of it. Anything could happen. Anything could happen. Anything could. The kids and I watched that uh, part of that episode of Glee, I should say, my goodness, it was talking about racy sexual content. Woo! Um, so... Okay. <laughs> 
kneecap. We've got um, a racist song from you. You don't have your um, son turn in money that he finds, and um, and you let them watch glee. Uh, sexual glee. Okay. No, no, no. I did. I finally. I just. I just paused and I said, "You kids have to go brush your teeth now. You can't watch the rest of this episode." <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. It was, all right. It was right. major hookup on two episodes, two or three episodes on the I do episode of Glee. Woo. Um, That's so funny because anyway. Amelia, Amelia was asking if she thought if I thought she would like it, and I said, "I think let's wait a couple of years because there are obviously some really like adult themes in that that I just oh I don't goodness know. I oh and oh and Amelia ready. is um I, I love she's Amelia. a very she, soft sensitive soul she is and she um yes 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 so well so here's an example wait so my song Jonah you got to put this in please um dear Jonah is um stay 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 by guess who. Stay, stay. That would be uh, Taylor Swift. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's the one that I've had on repeat for, uh, you know, the last 15 minutes in the car. Um, so anyway, so yes, yeah, so we watched Survivor for the first time because I know you watch that with your kids. I'm like, oh, Sarah's kids watch it. You'll like it, you guys. Um, <laughs> Amelia. So we watched it and um, and she called me into a room later that Stop. night. And she goes, she, she started crying. She said, mom, I'm going to have nightmares about that show. And I was like, okay, okay. We're not going to watch it again. Let's go to, you know, let's think about happy things. And, you know, and and kind of talked like, her off the ledge. You're like, damn those carny kids. <laughs> <laughs> those racy carny kids, man. Oh, like, no. I mean, what was smoking on the corner and, you know, driving Mustangs when they're 15. <laughs> So I got to say, I didn't watch last week's episode because I was out. Oh, I was at book group on Wednesday night. So I don't even know what might have been. We just did it on the, we just did the first one. I introduced them to survive the whole concept of Survivor. So there was a lot of pausing and explaining what was going on because they're what on their like 76 season now, you know, like everyone knows what happened (laughs) except for my kids. So, um, I mean, there was just, you know, they had, they play that kind of that little kind of, you know, kind of spooky music. And then they show the snakes coming through and then, you know, it's nighttime and then they've got the idol. That's a little, I mean, she is a sensitive soul, you know, she's cut the same cloth that I am, you know? Wow. 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 Oh my gosh. Like you describe me. I'm like, Oh, uh huh. I guess I could see that is scary. Um, Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's not really scary, but you know, see, but I also do think though, I'm not saying that I I think it's wonderful that she um, is as, as gentle as she is, but I, you know, like, I think sometimes my kids do, I think they definitely push her out of her comfort zone at Disneyland and they forever talk about like, Oh, Amelia went on that ride, mom. I don't know why Dimity said she'd be scared of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, you know, I mean, it's the same way that kids whine for you at home and then they put on, you know, a brave face or a happy face when they're out, you know? And so, I mean, she'll, she'll, you know, man up and do things, you know, but, um, but when it's just me and her and Ben, you know, she definitely kind of lets her, lets her curtain down a little bit. So. Right. Right. Oh my goodness. So what we have now, like two minutes left. I know, questions. I know, right? Well, can we just go a little bit longer? Cause yeah, I don't know if anyone's interested in what we're talking about except for us. So, um, so, so we have another, um, Q and a, and we promise next time that it's just the two of us. We'll have something that's a little bit more substantive, but I really like the Q and a, I feel like we get to cover a lot of topics and interact with our fans and, mm-hmm. um, you know, and everyone loves a snippet, right? Everyone yeah. loves some, some vicarious living. Right. Right. So, um, so the first question is from Karen. Um, she would like recommendations for how to adjust to altitude, not just for a race, um, but she is moving up, quote unquote, up and have noticed that when visiting her no location that I am sucking serious wind by three miles. Yeah, um, and, I figured um, you were well qualified to answer this. 
Exactly. Exactly. Well, because you 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 like definitely do not like to run at altitude, oh, right, Sarah? I can't stand it. I just I, you know, like like wind and um, altitude are really my nemesis when I run. <laughs> your your nemesis. Your nemesis. Right. Is that a word? You check that. I don't know. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, as I have as I proved at Ogden, it it can um, you know it has a strong effect on me. I live as I've said many times. I think I'm at about fifty six feet above sea level where I live. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the way to adjust altitude is, is I mean, if you actually are moving here, is you just got to give it time. I mean, I moved from Brooklyn, which is probably, you know, 48 feet um, above sea level to Santa Fe, which is, I mean, I think it's 76. It's definitely over 7,000. Mm-hmm. And um, 7,260. Oh, 7,260. Okay. I so I was, I was mm-hmm. rounding up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, you feel it. Like you've got to drink water, like, you know, like it's going out of style, your skin kind of cracks a little bit. Um, and yeah, I mean, you definitely feel like the, the, the decreased oxygen in the air. And, um, I mean, there's nothing you can do. Like, you know, I mean, if you're going to come in and race in Colorado and then leave right away, like there are certain steps you can take, but, um, but if you're going to actually live here, it's mostly just like, um, as you said recently in a post, suck it up, buttercup, um, <laughs> meant in the nicest way. But I mean, I've, I've heard that it takes up to a year for a body oh. to get thoroughly adjusted to altitude. So, oh, that's intriguing. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, you know, so for your first couple months here, I probably wouldn't here or at altitude. I don't know where you're moving. Um, Karen is, uh, I would, um, you know, just go by time instead of miles because, you know, what used to be maybe a nine minute mile at sea level might be a 10 or 10 and a half minute mile up here um, just because you're getting used to it and you're, you know, you might be have some cumulative fatigue from from the elevation and also just from moving. (laughs) Um, And uh since 2011, BarkBox has been committed to making dogs happy. For humans, BarkBox is a delivery of four to six natural treats and super fun toys curated around a surprise theme each month. For dogs, BarkBox is like the joy of a million belly scratches. BarkBoxes include all-natural treats and innovative toys to match a dog's unique needs, including allergies and heavy chewer preferences. Not a phrase I say every day. Dimity's dog Mason, an energetic Weimaraner, is eagerly awaiting his first BarkBox. Dimity let BarkBox know the breed, size, and even name of her dog, as well as the all-important chewing preferences. And now, on the 15th of each month, a new box will get shipped to Mason. Each monthly box is themed, like Country Fair or Brooklyn Hipster, with new and unique toys to keep dogs engaged, interested, and happy. If your pooch doesn't like something in the box, BarkBox promises to send something they'll love, for free, because BarkBox is all about dog happiness. Choose a plan. One, six, or 12-month plans are available. Cancel anytime. Free shipping in the continental U.S. For a free extra month when you subscribe to a 6- or 12-month plan of BarkBox, visit BarkBox.com slash AMR. That's BarkBox.com slash AMR. Woof! Thanks to StoryWorth for supporting our podcast. StoryWorth is a subscription service started by a fellow who wanted families to be able to share their memories and anecdotes with each other. Here's how it works. Purchase a StoryWorth subscription for someone you love, and each week, StoryWorth sends that loved one an email with a question about his or her life. The person either replies with his or her story via email or records it by phone by calling a StoryWorth number. After a year, the stories are bound in a lovely hardcover keepsake book. My husband Jack and I gifted StoryWorth to his dad, and we're especially looking forward to hearing his tales about going to medical school in Dublin, Ireland, which is where Jack was born and spent the first four years of his life. 
then we'll share the book with Jack's siblings. For $20 off, visit storyworth.com slash AMR when you subscribe. That's storyworth.com slash AMR. Uh, and so that I would do that and then I would just drink up and then you, you get used to it. I mean, I can run paces now here that are very similar to what people run, you know, at, um, you know, at, at sea level. And then when you go to sea level after training up here, you know, you feel like a rock star, which is great. You know, I mean, there, I remember racing in San Francisco. I mean, it was like, I could drink the oxygen. I mean, it just felt like well, so and, thick and lush. It was lovely. And it's so, so moist there. So, so uh, moist. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, I so remember, yeah. I mean, can I also say one thing that she's going to get, it depends on where she's moving, where Karen's moving from. But do you remember when we were running together, um, at that retreat, uh, near Seattle last summer, and you were like, "This shirt's totally bogus. It's not wicking at all." And I thought, "What is she talking about? Of course, a shirt's wet when you get back from a run." And then I realized that, oh no, in Denver, like wicking materials actually work. They move the moisture away, and then it evaporates while you're running, rather than my shirts that can still be damp the next day if I hang them up. Yeah, yeah, we hang something up, and it's dry within a couple hours. And you know, I, I very rarely soak through a shirt on a run unless it's a super, super hot day. Oh, so, yeah, no, um, I, I, I soak through a shirt on a 40 degree day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> so, um, so next Christina asked a question that we get a lot and, um, she's found it very easy to stay on track with a training plan for half marathons, but then, um, you know, she likes having to do certain things on certain days. Um, but then she won't be training for a specific race over the summer. And she wonders what is the appropriate amount of running to do just to maintain fitness or to put it another way, how can I maintain my level of readiness to train so that when I start back, I won't be starting from scratch. And so I won't let running fall off the priority list and just have a catch as catch can approach. What, what's your thoughts on that, Dim? Well, I really like, um, I kind of hold an hour up as kind of a nice golden standard for me. Um, I think an hour run is enough to get my yayas out. And that's usually between, you know, six and seven miles. And that's plenty of distance, Um, especially if you are not training for a race and you're injury prone like me. Like, I think it's important to not push the envelope too many times before you actually jump on a training plan because you want to start that training plan as healthy and as strong as possible. Wait, wait, wait. So, so I'm curious. So you mean that's that's your long weekend run or that's a daily thing? Um, It means that I wouldn't run longer than an hour. Mm. You oh, know? on so any day of the week? On any day of the week, yes. Yeah, oh. so that, that might be um, – I mean, you know, in between races, it's been a while that I've, you know, have had that time and haven't been nursing something. Um, but I mean, I would probably say I would probably run, say, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, I'd probably go like five, five, and then an hour, like 45, 45, and then an hour, mm. 45 minutes, 45 minutes, and then an hour. Um and then do some cross training. I would strength train and I would bike a lot too and swim a little too. So um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think it's I think it's really important to let yourself decompress. And that's, that's, this is from totally speaking individually. And I think because I get very, I can get very fatigued, um, when I push myself too much. And I also feel like, um, you know, feeling like I've got to do something, you know, say I've got to hit 10 miles every weekend, or I've got to hit 12. Like that just feels like for me, like week in and week out, that's a lot of pressure that I don't, I don't necessarily want. And I feel like, you know, a nice base of between, 15 and 20 miles a week is plenty. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, hmm. Um, so my, I know you want to know what I think then. Um, that, yes, exactly. <laughs> so let's hear your, your, let's hear your yang to my yin. Right. Um, so, I mean, I like to keep up 
somewhat longish runs on weekends as much for my sanity, if not for my fitness level. I got to say that, that when I'm not on a training plan, I'm like, huh, I'm spending too much time at home this weekend. I need to get out of the house because like, it's not like I would just go and sit in a coffee shop for an hour. I mean, I, I, people do that. I understand that. Some people go out to breakfast. I realize that I lead a different life, but for me, my solo escape is to, to go running. And so, um, so, but if I'm not on a training plan and I don't, you know, I don't see a plan coming up in the future, then long might mean eight or 10 miles versus, you know, what counts as long now that I'm training for, uh, the Vancouver marathon. So, you know, 16, 18, 20, I, I don't do those types of distances if, if I'm not on a training plan. So, um, and then for weekday runs, I mean, my, if I'm not on a training plan, I run anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour, um, during the week. So, and then probably take a strength training class, uh, twice a week, maybe. Um, and if I had a pool, I would definitely add in swimming. I've been wishing that we had a good pool to access here in Portland and it's not the case. And the other thing you can do, Christina, that I've heard of some people doing is just, if you really like the structure of a training plan is just jump on one, like jump on, say the 10 K own it plan, but you don't have to race at the end. You know, if you want somebody to tell you what to do every day, Sarah and I are happy to do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, so that's, that's another option. If you're like, oh, I don't know if, you know, if this is enough today or that's enough or what I should do, you know, I mean, a training plan does provide a lot of structure and, you know, and you can kind of play with it a little bit. You don't have to do every workout as it is, but it's a good guideline. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 That's a good idea. Um, so then April, uh, has been sidelined with ill by illness for a while. I think, um, her kids got sick, so she was staying at home with them. And then of course they passed on the, the buggers passed on the bugs to her. And so her question is, um, I was moving up in mileage and I'm now two weeks behind. I was at 12 miles planned to do 14 mile long run. Do I have to make any adjustments for a couple weeks off? Um, she said not entirely, but just not high mileage. Or do you think I can jump back in where I was? We talk about this in Train Like a Mother quite a bit because, um, you know, people wonder this a lot. And and one thing that April hasn't suggested, which is good because it's not the thing to do, is don't try to go back and make up the workouts that you missed. Um, you know, Definitely not. Yeah. You, yes. get, you get credit even if you haven't done them. <laughs> That's the kind of school we are. Even if you don't turn in your homework, you still get a day. Um, I, I would probably, I mean, if I was her, I would probably, you know, to go from 12 to 14, depending upon what her level of, um, you know, experiences as a runner and also how she's feeling. I mean, if she's still feeling like a little cruddy, I would probably go, you know, I'd split the difference and go 13, which I mean, isn't that big of a difference between 13 and 14, but you know, just mentally, it's a little bit easier to say, I'm going to go up one mile this week instead of two, if you're still kind of feeling blah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, I should, is this where I should make a confessional and say that I know we do say you're not supposed to go back and make up workouts, but we, I missed, a, or I had to cut short a 20 miler for, cause of my knee. And so I ran 14 that week. And then the week after that was when we ran Disney princess and, um, which was, I, I don't know, that was supposed to, oh, that the Disney princess weekend was supposed to be 16 with 10 at race pace. And then the following weekend was supposed to be 13 miles, just easy. And so because of the humidity at Disney princess, I felt I had already done 13 kind of easy. So I did actually swap and go back and do a workout. Oh my gosh. Um, oh, do as you I live say. to tell about it. Yeah, do as I say, not as I do. Um, 
and I rocked it. But I didn't go, I did not, I did not go back and try to make up that 20 miler I missed. I did not add on miles like during the week to think, oh, I got to keep up, you know, make sure I end up with the right number of miles. So I just, I did let those be water under the DAM. So um, uh, just so the sensors don't think I'm swearing. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, so April, you know, so, so the long story short is kind of jump in where it feels right and then just go from there. I mean, you have it, two weeks is not is not going to make or break your race. And so um, that's, I think that's really important to remember for everybody. You know, if you miss a workout, it's okay, you know, over this, the long run, uh, over the long run of, a you know, 10 week training plan, a 14 week training plan, an 18 week training plan, missing a workout or two is not going to make or break your race being not rested or being sick will make or break your race. So err on the side of being cautious. I mean, you know, it's, we've said it before, but it's better to get to a starting line under trained than overtrained. Regardless so, of what Sarah does. <laughs> <laughs> so frightening, though, because I was thinking, oh, that's a good place to put in the get to a starting line, undertrain, not overtrain. And look, there, Dimity says it for me. There it is. There it is. Well, I still freak out. I mean, you know, I've, I've been doing, um, you know, getting ready for Ironman. And, you know, I missed, she put in a workout last Friday. My coach put in a workout last Friday where I was going to swim and then um, bike. Um, and the bike was going to be a swimming, a spinning class. And, um, and so, I mean, the spinning class starts at five 30 in the morning. So oh. for me to get in a swim before that, I've got to be, you know, up in an, at an hour. I don't even like to say out loud. And, um, and so I got up, you know, and, and I give myself, you know, two minutes, <laughs> I shower very quickly. I throw some lotion on my skin and then I get into that spinning class as fast as I can. And, um, and I got to the pool and I realized that my goggles my goggles were in Amelia's swimming oh. bag. Oh. And I was, and so I go over to the front, you know, I kind of, I was of course like half in my swimming suits and I got to put all my clothes back on, walk out to the front desk. I was like, is there any chance you have any lost and found goggles here? No, no. So I was like, okay. I mean, fortunately I live about three minutes away from the gym. Uh-huh. So I drove home, got my goggles, went back. And oh. the, the whole thing is the spinning class was optional. Uh-huh. Bree, my coach said, you know, you don't have, you know, only if you're feeling good, do the spinning class because Saturday was a long day on the bike and this uh-huh. was a Friday. And, um, and so I was just, I just decided I am leaving this in the locker room. I will get the swim in and I don't have to do this, the spinning class. It is okay. You know, but it was really like, I had to say that almost out loud. Like it is okay if I don't, you know, if I miss an hour of mm-hmm. a spinning class, you know, but right. it's hard when it's written down and you feel like, oh, that's, that's, you know, that's going to that's going to make a real difference. And, and the reality is, is consistency of training makes a difference. I mean, I still swam for, you know, 40 minutes. And then I actually spend some time doing like my physical therapy exercises and stretching, which probably in the long run is going to make a bigger difference than another spinning class, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, oh my God. Anyway, oh, that, that must've been such a bummer though. It was a little bit, but you know, I, I'm really trying to, you know, get in the mindset, like I can dwell on this and be angry, or I can just say, that's the way it goes. I mean, it is, you know, I, I, would, I, I would have not so much been bummed about missing the spinning class. I would have just been so bummed to have to then get dressed, get in the van, drive, get the goggles, go back yes, again. Yes, yes, I know. I know. It was a little bit of a bummer. I won't I won't lie. <laughs> well, and I was mad at myself because I, of course, had lined everything up. I mean, I had my, my Garmin and my heart rate monitor. I had, like, water and noon. I had, you know, what all my clothes to change into. And, you know, Amelia snapped her goggles at the last meet, and so I gave her mine. And so we've been sharing, and I just forgot that. 
little detail. So needless to say that Monday we went and got her a new pair of goggles. Right. <laughs> so mine will just remain in my bag where they belong. Right, so, right. Uh, oh my gosh. Okay. So Erin wants to know um, about training your kids for mom's running routine. She says, my kids wake up just after I leave or just as I'm trying to scoot out. Do you train your kids to get a book or the iPad and amuse themselves while the father gets ready for work and mama pounds the pavement. Um, am I a bad mother if I admit my kids are two and four and I'm asking this? <laughs> no, no, Erin. There are no bad mothers around here at all. No, right. we, um, especially running mothers. They're the best kind. Um, so, you know, what do you think, Sarah? I mean, it, it's a tough one. I, uh, when I was calling through the questions, I'm like, oh, uh, trying to think back. But I mean, even now, I mean, my kids are 11 and seven and, and on, um, on Saturday, when I was getting ready to to run, I was I could hear the kids were like rustling around upstairs and starting to you know sound like they were about to come down. I'm like, oh, I gotta get out the back door. And sometimes like I'll even like drink my noon on the back porch and I finish an apple before that run because I was like, I just gotta get out of the house before they can like rope me into you know pouring them some Cheerios or finding their homework if it's the school day or whatever. And so. Um, I mean, my kids, you've seen my kids, they never lack for keeping themselves entertained. So, um, uh, they, we, yeah. we, we now have a, um, uh, code on the iPad, so they can't get on it, but, <laughs> um, but you know, the, we is always there and, um, yeah. I mean, I, I think there's nothing, you know, the, so, so the trade-off you have to kind of tell yourself is, I mean, I, I, so I say go watch cartoons a lot, um, especially, you know, I'm in the basement a lot now on my bike and, you know, I can have them kind of, you know, rattling around me for like 20 or 30 minutes. And then I kind of lose my mind because they're, you know, rolling the Swiss ball into my pedals and they're mom, 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 and this and that. And Amelia did this. And can we go shopping and, you know, and all this stuff. And I'm just like, all right, I have a really hard workout here and I need to concentrate. So just go watch cartoons. So, um, I think, you know, you know, it's, it's a little bit like, um, what I did with Ben when he was waking up super early is just kind of having a plan in place for them in the morning. So, you know, I mean, I got him a clock and I said, you're not allowed to come out of your room until it's 6.00. And then I, um, and then I, um, like printed out 6.00 and taped it onto the clock too, like, Ooh, like clever. right below it so that he could know that the numbers match oh, when the numbers was, match. That was clever. Did you like read that in like a parenting magazine or something? <laughs> no, no. I have a couple of creative ideas, not many, but, but they, <laughs> they shine through every once in a while. And, um, and so, and I said, so, but if you wake up before that, like here are your Legos, we'll lay them out. Here's this, here's that, like kind of giving him a couple you know, a couple options so that, but you need to stay in your room. And so, I mean, I don't know if your two and your four-year-old would do that, Aaron, but if you can kind of have like toys that are just for that mom's run time or, you know, teach the four-year-old how to turn on PBS and just say, you know what, it's okay. Like they can watch, you know, fetch rough, roughman or whatever, you know, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and call it good. I mean, you got to kind of sometimes make a couple adjustments, but you can train them a little bit. I remember, um, so I have this friend, Chris, um, his wife, Amy, I uh, just love their older daughter, who's now about to graduate from college. But way back in the day before I had kids, I would babysit her. Her name's Madison. And I remember when she was very young, so not two, because I remember the way she talked. And she said, if it's too dark, when it's dark out, it's too Ernie. And I'm like, it's what? She kept on saying, it's too Ernie. And I was like, what does Ernie from Sesame Street have to do with it being dark? And finally, Chris, we were driving somewhere and Chris turns around and he goes, it's because we tell her if it's dark out, it's too early to get out of her crib. 
<laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. There you go. So, so I mean, she, so she definitely was, you know, I don't know, maybe like 18, 19 months. So I think kids, however they say it or however, you know, whatever you tape to the clock, I think kids can grasp something and you can, um, maybe not use the word train that has a little pet connotation to it, but you can, um, acclimatize them to get <laughs> to keeping them. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I mean, and then the last thing I would say is, is regardless of how you do it, go do it, Aaron. Like don't be guilted by your husband that has to, not that your husband's doing this, but don't be guilted by the fact that your husband needs to get ready for work and your kids might not be, you know, learning their addition right now or whatever, you know, like you will be a better mom if you take that run in the morning. So whatever system you have to put in place, we are all for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what a good, good note to end on there, Dimity. So for more pearls of wisdom like that from Dimity, or, or maybe even <laughs> I have a few, I don't know, maybe <laughs> uh, visit us on Facebook at Run Like a Mother, the book. Our website is anothermotherrunner.com. We tweet under at the mother runner and please visit amazon.com to buy our books, Run Like a Mother and Train Like a Mother. Many happy miles, whether you listen to Taylor Swift or not. Yeah. I trained you to do that, didn't I, Sarah? <laughs> <laughs>